and welcome back to Glitter Budget with your hosts, Anjanette and Jess. And in today's episode, we're continuing our Tim Burton series and we've moved on to Edward Scissorhands. Yeah. Uh, it was released in 1990, obviously mm-hmm. directed by Tim Burton. Um, it was also co-written by Tim Burton and um, Caroline, Caroline Thompson. Thompson. Um, she did some of the story and all the screenplay. Um, so, and then, like, reading little tidbits, because I was rewatching the movie, um, as an adult, it's like, why are you bringing strange men home? Like, just completely, you just have to come home with me now. Yeah, she, just like she's bringing home, like, a stray cat or dog or something like that. Yeah. She's like, well, you just have to come home with me. Yeah. The whole premise of, of the movie um, is an inventor who was basically lonely, had created a creation essentially so he he was like one of those people that just kind of like oddball he made um he had a lot of uh he had like an assembly line of robots robot like machines yeah in his mansion to make cookies and he had one that would chop up i don't know foods of some sort but they were all like assembly line machines essentially and he after he took a heart cookie yeah, he was and like he put it up against Aww. his little chopping machine guy, and he's like, oh, "I can make a person." Yeah. And you you notice when you look at this little machine guy that it it has the the buckles and everything on it that like the S and M looking y- kind yeah. of <laughs> outfit that Edward has throughout the movie. That yeah, he never takes off. I wonder, like that was something that I wondered throughout was like that he never he n- never showers. No. Um, I think he only eats just for funsies. I don't know if he actually eats out of necessity because didn't seem like it. Yeah, I think he just kind of ate for Peg's benefit. Yeah, and that that it was kind of cute. Yeah, but like I don't, I don't know. He was odd. He was. I I I think he well, obviously he is immortal. Right. Yes. Yeah, so he's just he's an immortal creation. I guess that's what um a lot of people were asking like Tim Burton and Johnny Depp when. Oh, by the way, it stars Johnny Depp, <laughs> Winona Ryder. Right, right, right. Um, um, oh Jesus, Diane Weist and you. Alan Ar- and Alan Arkin, as yes. well as Michael Anthony Hall, who you know and love from The Breakfast Club and Sixteen Candles. Um, but he plays a douche, yeah, a douche d- canoe, huge douche canoe in this movie. Definitely stepped out of his comfort zone to do it. Yeah, he just looked like this big beefy fucking. <laughs> <laughs> like when I saw him, I was like, "That's not." That's not him. Like, obviously, it was him. He was, like, a little bit older. But he was so much taller than Winona Ryder. Oh, yeah. Like, I don't know if she's that short or if he's that tall or if it's a combination of both. Maybe. They could have just filmed it, too. They had, like, a weird... Oh, they did, like, Lord of the Rings style? Yeah, maybe. Nah, maybe. Uh, but um, I guess when they were asking them, though, about, like, basically, what is Edward? You know, is he a column? Is he... Like, what is he? Mm-hmm. And the only response he would give is just, he's a creation. So just cool things. Yeah. So just kind of like, you know, it leaves it up to the viewer's imagination. Um, but I wonder that too is you know, like if you're gonna eat and drink, it's gotta come out eventually. Yeah. It's gotta it can't be like it has to be processed in some way. So like I don't know. It's just all these <laughs> all these questions and queries lead to more just questions. More yeah. questions. <laughs> you're just like, what is going on? That's like a kid though. Obviously, like, that was something that we never thought about, but, like, in the movie, though, um, 
you know, his creator, who was played by Vincent Price, um, dies. Mm-hmm. And nobody knows that he made Edward. So he's just up there for God knows how long. You know, so he has no social skills, completely isolated. There's nothing about the world. And Peg is, uh, bless her heart, is an Avon lady. So old school Avon, we're like, Avon, Avon calling. <laughs> so she decides, screw it. I'm going to go up to this big mansion, see what's up there, yeah. and finds Edward, who, you know, unfortunately has, like, a lot of scars and stuff on his face from not being finished and having scissors for hands. Yes. Um, so she just decides, yeah, I'm going to take him home and help him out. And he's cool with it. She's cool with that. That's what I thought was kind of cute, the fact that, like, this like this neighborhood, I guess that the movie is supposed to be from Edward's perspective, right. which is why everything, like, looks so bright and colorful and everything and which is completely different from what he was used to um because he like you said he was alone for god knows how long mm-hmm. and when he gets to this town which is an actual town in florida yes which i thought was awesome w- it's adorable and i like the garish painting oh it's awful it's so bad it's awesome i would love a little neighborhood like that this little <sighs> cotton candy world of whatever the fuck it was i like it um but that's why everything is so colorful and bright and everything and i'm i'm wondering also what time it was because obviously there were landlines and everything was small mom and pop shop and everything like that but i think a lot of tim burton's movies are kind of like that i think so too yeah and i know like the cars and stuff they were portraying like they were driving in the movie was 50s i think yeah but i didn't get that huge 50 feel like with um winona Ryder and her boyfriend like their friends had that van that was very much like 80s early 90s feel to it yeah so it was kind of i don't know it might have been one of those towns that's kind of like stuck in time yeah and uh like like i said the van was a black van with flames on it fucking but that i consider garish by the way the van itself, though, was not from the 50s, that no, I can tell you. it was so, But, yeah, I don't know. It was just, it was funny, though, to watch, like, as a kid, never questioned of, like, yeah, totally just going to meet this guy for two seconds. He has scissors for hands. I'm going to totally bring him home. And the family was just like, all right. All right. But I guess um, Carolyn Thompson had created Pig's character based off of her mother, mm-hmm. who apparently brought strangers home frequently. Which, thank God, none of that shit ended in tragedy or right? nightmare because, you know, she could have been another statistic. <laughs> Seriously, I'm like, I don't know. I don't know if it's just because, like, the way that I was. I don't know. We always had, like, people in and out of our house, like, constantly. But that was for a lot of different reasons. <laughs> but, like, <laughs> but, like, I don't know. Just, like, now, like, I see someone hitchhiking. I'm like, sucks to be you. I ain't letting yeah. you in my car. I... I've watched a lot of unsolved mysteries. I watch a lot of um I I read up on serial killers and stuff like that. So I'm I'm that basic ass bitch <laughs> that does all that shit. So like when I when I see a hitchhiker or something I'm like, "Oh my god." Yeah, no. That guy is going to kill someone. <laughs> <laughs> and if and then I I I this one guy, <laughs> okay, this is like a anecdote, but I saw someone pick up a hitchhiker and I was like, <gasps> I have to try to get their license plate because what if they're going to be on the next missing person list? All right, you so, know? so another antidote on that, and then we'll like, we'll get back on topic. Um, so I had <laughs> so that is probably like 
had been in the 80s. So my one uncle had gotten like shit faced at the bar. I had to walk there or someone took his car, whatever the case, but he had to walk back. So he was hitchhiking back to his house, which was not close. And he's like, you know, middle of the night. So this car all of a sudden like pulls over. So he's like, it's sweet. Like I got a ride. Yes. (gasps) So he runs over to go get in the car and the guy was just jacking it. Like he just pulled over. I guess he couldn't wait till he got home. So Michael was like, oh, fuck, sorry, we're good. And he's like, oh, shit, sorry. Like, no, if you need a ride. He's like, nope, <laughs> sure don't. <laughs> Dude, what makes you think of what? Like, uh, yeah, I'm desperate for a ride, but what makes you think that I have that low standards that, like, you couldn't wait, right, until you got to wherever you were going to jack it in the privacy of your own home? Unless that was, like, something that he got off on. He's just like, oh, my God. Maybe. I can pull over to the side of the road and just fucking go at it. <laughs> I don't like I can almost see if it was like a couple. Like, you know, a little tipsy, like you know what I mean? They were just like, you know what, no, like we're doing it right now, but like I don't know. Anyways, I just well, back on topic. <laughs> Jesus. I'm sorry, it just popped into my head where I was like, that story just sticks. Well, can in I my put brain. another anecdote on top of that one? Sure. So I was driving in downtown Scranton when I was in high school. So I was uh, fairly young, 16, 17. Like a baby. I was a little baby. <laughs> and I, um, I was also a mall rat. So I was driving, I think, from the mall or whatever. But I was driving in downtown Scranton, and I pulled up to a stoplight, and there was a guy that pulled up next to me, and he's just, it's broad daylight, BT dubs. And he's just fucking going at it wow with his did you guys make eye contact uh yeah and then i ran around <laughs> <laughs> i was like oh jesus <laughs> i don't blame you i probably would have too i because it was it was like a clown penis also because it was like wow <laughs> i was like ah so I don't know, because I obviously didn't inspect it closely. I don't know if that was his actual dick or if he was just like doing some kind of wacky waving inflatable arm flailing tube man dick or something like that as like a prank. Yeah, he was just let's see how many people I can fool today at a red light. Um, just scarred you for life. Yes, I picture that often, and not out of like, mm. yes, remember that one time? It's more like, I'm. that's why sometimes. That's why sometimes I laugh at dicks. (laughs) (laughs) That's great. I just picture. (laughs) Anyway, back to our movie that we're discussing. Um, Edward Scissorhands. (laughs) So anybody who's followed uh, Tim Burton's movies. Oeuvre. Oeuvre. Um, obviously he and Johnny Depp work quite a bit together, but this is the first movie they had done. Mm-hmm. Um, so it kind of spawned like this great relationship. And they became Biffles after this. Yes. Um, and it was also one of, um, Tim Burton's and Danny Elfman's favorite films mm-hmm. that they've done together. So I thought that was pretty neat cause it's like a huge like library to choose from. They've done a lot of work together. So yeah. I think it's adorable that, um, directors are kind of like 
I don't know. They they almost have like this weird mental illness where they have to like have things that comfort them. So they use the same people over and over again. Right. And it's it's kind not of like me- not mental illness, but no. like just like how any one of us would be like, I want to work my fr- I want to work my friend. <laughs> and like you don't want to use new people. So like you know, Joss Whedon is one of them. Tim Burton's one of them. Martin Scorsese. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kevin Smith. Kevin Smith. Oh my god. I which I feel Smith. like he's like the epitome of that because like literally people that were his friends prior to him becoming famous just continued to work with like it was kind of like yeah. the dream growing up that came true uh-huh. and because his his movies got traction behind them the people that he worked with ended up getting to do other things right oh, so cool but that's kind of one of those things if it ain't broke don't fix it i mean clearly like the chemistry and that formula worked for tim burton yeah. for so long um so you know yeah like just go with it whatever and i guess um winona Ryder had dropped out of godfather part three which was this for movie? the best, honey. Yeah. To be fair, I haven't seen any of the Godfather movies, so I can't say one way or the other, like yay or nay. But um, I don't know. I don't. I don't know if it deserved sequels. Apparently, apparently it did. But I, don't know, I guess if we'll let the viewers vote. <laughs> I saw um, Drew Barrymore was also eyed up for Kim instead of Winona Ryder. Oh yeah, that would have been yeah yeah yeah. Would have played out better for. Uh, Johnny Depp and Winona Ryder. <laughs> they started to fall in love during the filming that movie. They ended up start dating, got married, divorced, and now Johnny Depp has wino on his arm forever. <laughs> so let that be a lesson, kids and viewers. Um, don't get your partner's, lover's, whatever you want to call mm-hmm. them's name. Don't do it. Tattooed on your person because um, not... Not trying to say that love doesn't last, but you don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. Um, I would say, you know, maybe do it as a memorial. More so as a... We're going to be here forever. Yeah. 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 So I would do it maybe posthumously. Yes. (laughs) Oh, my God. But, no, I don't know. I just, as a a kid um, watching it, it was, you know, obviously a very, like, fantastical movie bright colors this weird guy like i don't know i just like the storyline it was just fun especially mm-hmm. when he starts cutting like the neighbor's hair the dog's hair but like rewatching as a teen and an adult like i think it said it was just very weird to bring this guy home and then like the uh the horny housewife oh neighbor God. <laughs> like, like rewatching it the other night like watching him you know you cut my hair instead of the dogs and she like literally like orgasmic experience yes that was like as i was watching i was like I did not pick up on this as a child. No, like the toe curling. Yep. <laughs> it was <laughs> so funny. <laughs> but, um, oh shit, I had a point to make and I just fucking forgot it. Aww. Of course. My mind is so geriatric. It's okay. So Anyway, let's, let's move on and I'll blurt it out <laughs> when you're in the middle of something. Awesome. So um, a couple of the other actors that were eyed up to play... Edward was, I think, Tom Hanks, which was like, what? No. <gasps> Robert Downey Jr., Jim Carrey, and Tom Cruise. Like, none of those made sense. None of them made any kind of sense. I mean, especially with RGJ at that point in right. time. RDJ now still would be weird, but I like him now. Like, I anything that he's in now, I'm going to fucking watch. Yeah. And I do love me some Tom Hanks, but I like Tom Not Hanks and his iconic roles that he's done previously right. and since. 
Um, and I did have a crush on Tom Cruise in his younger years. Really? But once he went, like, he was not, like, not the kind of crush that I, like, I would have, like, a bunch of posters of him or, like, collect pictures. You didn't come of age. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> the no, awakening no, didn't no, happen. No, 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 None of that shit happened with Tom Cruise. Like, I thought he was, you know, I thought he was cute. Yeah. And I enjoyed looking at his face when he was younger. Um, as he got older, like, you can see the crazy in his oh. eyes. Oh, yeah. Oh, you just know. And especially once he fixed his teeth, like, it's, it got... It got weird. It got fucking <laughs> weird. And I look at Katie Holmes as, like, a Stockholm Syndrome survivor. Right. Almost. You know what I mean? Yep. Ay, ay, ay. Fun. So, knowing, like, the other diff- like the other actors that they had eyed up for that role, that would have just been horrible. Um, but funny story, like, as a kid, so obviously when the movie came out, I was, like, four. Obviously, I didn't fucking watch it when I was four. So, I was probably closer to... Between like seven and ten, somewhere around there. I don't remember the first age I watched it. Honestly, I was, I was definitely young. Yeah, like, I was definitely before pre-teens or teens. So growing up, my dad was like huge into like classic rock, all different kinds of stuff, and he was like really big in the band Kiss. So I seen Kiss twice, thanks to my dad. Um, <laughs> but as a kid, looking at the guitar player from Kiss, Ace Frehley. And Edward Scissorhands, I was convinced for years that Ace Frehley played Edward Scissorhands. Does he look like him? Because I don't, I'm not, not a Kiss fan. I, honestly. When you think of it as a rational adult, no. Y- no. Okay. Yeah. As, as a kid, a maybe. Maybe. And this obviously was before the days of internet and me understanding like, hey, I could just look at the back of the fucking VHS tape and see who played these characters. Like, I just yeah. took it for, I don't know, my This brain. person looks like this person. Yep, and, and clearly, like, this is it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, that, that happens a lot. It's fine. <laughs> um, I liked the... <laughs> I want to... This is what I was going to say. I want to be the prop person or whoever had to just throw all of the hair right and leaves and ice and shit just dumping the ice whenever like Edward Edward had to like chop something I just wanted to be that person That'd like as w- when I was watching it um I was like that would be a good you just you guaranteed have like a very important role like obviously they have important roles regardless right but you made but the scene yeah like you the way you threw it just had to match up just right, and it had to just add the right amount of pizzazz and humor and everything yeah. to the scene. I wonder if they got somebody specifically for that, or if they were like, how are we going to do this? Hey, you, can you just do this? <laughs> um, we should look at the credits and <laughs> just see if it was just, like, prop thrower, if, yeah. if that was like his name. Because I don't think they have a name like Best Boy or Grip or Grip, something yeah, like that. I don't think so. Yeah, I don't... I don't Gaffer. <laughs> See, we know things! We really don't. I don't uh, know why you guys listen to us. I thought it was funny, though, because like, looking at the amount of times he did like the haircuts that were just absolutely horrendous. They were ridiculous. They were Tim Burton. They were Tim, they were Tim Burton, and the one kind of reminded me a little bit of a, like a, a Who... That's what I was going to say, yeah. like with the curly. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. But I guess the uh, the haircuts that he started to do on the dogs, they were real. Yeah. So those poor dogs actually got those haircuts and then were like just put in, you know, put in the scene. Yeah. The the poodle, 
I was like, oh, her shame is showing. <laughs> and then with the uh, the little rat dog, it made him look like a little tiny rat lion. I, right? Oh, it was so, it was so <laughs> bad. And she's just like so happy with it too. Like, I was oh like, oh my god. Oh, oh you I guess good. um the whole premise of of Edward though was based off of um a drawing that Tim Burton had done as a teen, mm-hmm. um who grew up in Burbank, California, which is very like a suburb type esque area. That's what the neighborhood was based off of. His neighborhood right. in Burbank, California. So and I mean Tim Burton was born as Tim Burton. Like he didn't. Yeah, I feel like like he was like oh and god. And he, then he based like Edward is supposed to be kind of like him. Yeah. Which the hair is the same. The hair was actually based off of, oh my God, forgive me. <sighs> I'm sorry, Cure fans. Oh, oh, oh. Right? I know his name. Hold on, hold on. I saw it somewhere. Like legit, if you had asked me any other time, hey, who sings for the Cure, I would be able to tell you. Robert. Oh. Robert Smith. I was going to say Robert Frost, but that's a different Thank Robert. You. But it was it was based off of his hair, and he was actually approached to do the um, the soundtrack, but he was busy recording his album at the time. Yeah. Yeah. But looking at I don't know looking at um like knowing that Edward's more based off of Tim Burton and the way that he was feeling as a teen, watching it now as an adult, I'm like that's really sad. Yeah, the fact that he had that view of himself. I mean, it's sad, but it's also like I think. A lot of us kind of feel that growing up is like this outsider that doesn't belong in the world yeah. at large. You know, you know, you kind of feel like you are this thorn in everyone's side that you are just kind of thrust into everything that's going on. You You're don't really quite fit. fit. Yeah. But, but it it's like it was I thought it was kind of refreshing how everyone jumped. Like they were just like, yes, we we love Edward. Like they were kind of like nervous no, at first, like but they they did accept him, but they did want to exploit him at the same time. No, I was gonna say, so that was the thing. It wasn't for me. Like watching it now, it wasn't a thing of uh, being accepting him. Well, yeah. It was. I'm a lonely housewife. I literally have nothing else going on in my life, and this is something new and exciting. Well, okay, yeah. There, and then it, it was that very much turned into like. But a young Peg and her family did accept him, yeah. and they did love him, so which I thought Peg. was nice. Yeah. But everybody else, though. everyone else wanted to exploit him and get something off of him. And Bill, the father, was trying to like help him, like integrate, integrate, get it, like gain a responsibility for his services. Like, hey, like, like you gotta, you gotta charge for your services. And she's like, oh well, so and so gave him cookies. And he's like, cookies don't pay for this. Cookies don't pay for this. And right. he's like, yeah. And I'm like, that's Alan Arkin. I did not recognize Alan Arkin. He was so young in that movie. Right. But um, I did really love his deadpan character. Oh, my God. You could just tell. And he was like, I mean, you see some of the other husbands at, like, the, the barbecue, but it, you don't really get to know their personality very well. And I just got that impression that he's just, like, just a beaten down. I just want to sit in the backyard, have my beer, and be left the hell alone. What is my way bringing home now? Just, I don't care. Just do it. Yeah. If that means you could leave me the hell alone for an hour and have my beer and watch bowling. Great. Yeah. <laughs> it was like but I thought it was adorable that they she were cute. Put, like the two of them together and then she put um Edward in the little button down I know with Aww. the suspenders and you're like cut him off by accident. <laughs> she was so proud of it. And you, but you could tell though too, like, you know, him being isolated for so long, 
and trying to fit in. Like you just want that kind of positive reinforcement and yeah. feedback. And so the two of them were so cute together because anytime she was like, you know, like we got it or you look good or he's like, yeah. Like yeah. he's just so like, yeah, this and is like good. With the makeup scenes and she's trying to like help him with the scars and she's trying to like learn herself because she's trying to like go up in the Avon lady ranks um so she's trying to learn <laughs> and she and he's just like mm-hmm. 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 and he just goes with yep. it and he's got his little hair up <laughs> <laughs> it was it warmed my dead heart yeah. and i loved it so much and it was just adorable and yeah the end of ending of it though is very much a uh like a frankenstein kind yeah. of like the whole neighborhood you know turned on him i love that police officer though yep just where he was like he was genuinely because so if you have not seen it it, there's um edward it likes the daughter of peg who is what's her fucking name kim kim so he likes the daughter Kim at first kind of like, uh, I think he's kind of fucking weird. I don't want anything the to do with him. The first introduction is her coming home early from camping and he's sleeping in her waterbed yes. that he destroys. Yes. <laughs> so he's got a he's got a crush on her. She freaks out. Obviously, you know, I would probably feel the same way if some random dude was sleeping in my bed. Oh, yeah. And because uh, no one, obviously, they didn't have any cell phones or anything back then. to be like, hey, just a heads up. Right. You know, whatever. Uh. So, what was my point? Holy shit, I lost her boy, it. Her shitty boyfriend wants Edward to break into right, right, right. his so dad's fancy room So, or they whatever. can have their little fuck van. Yeah. So, he's telling... What's his name? Jack? Toolbag. We're Toolbag. Call him Toolbag. Toolbag wants Kim, because he knows that Ed has, Edward has a crush on her, Yeah. to get Edward to break in... To the house because they know from previously that he can use his scissors to pick a lock. So they break in because his family has a lot of money and they have this room dedicated to where all of his father's stuff is like all the fancy shit that they've got the high end stuff of the day. And uh, but they don't know that that room was wired separately. So as soon as you enter the room without having like the correct code or the the key or whatever that it locks and it immediately sets off an alarm and the police are called. So Edward gets arrested and he at this point he was like the hero of the town. That he was on the local news and everything. Right. And everyone starts to turn on him at this point thinking that he kind of not immediately but like no they they start to whisper like that could have happened to me and like the horny housewife makes a pass at him which doesn't go well he runs out because he's never had a sexual encounter before and she She essentially tried to rape him yeah and And she's like it had it rolls reverse oh my god and like yeah everyone knows you're a whore yeah you definitely wanted that you wanted that dick Mm -hmm. anyway sorry but so he gets arrested, and there's a police officer there that is genuinely genuinely concerned because he gets uh, Edward gets evaluated by a psychiatrist, I believe, and yeah. the psychiatrist is telling him that like he's been isolated for you know who knows how long. He doesn't necessarily know the difference between right and wrong, and then the police officer is like, "What well, the he fantasy g- mindset that he has?" Yeah. and he's just all like, serious stuff. Is he going to be okay out there? And the doctor, long and short, is like, "He'll be okay." And then he just leaves. And he's like, well, okay. Well, I don't, I don't. He, so he's concerned yeah. for Edward. I kind of felt like it was uh, 
like what I picked up on it as it was, you know, the doctor kind of goes over these things that obviously need work. Like you need some kind of help to integrate. And so he goes over like this whole like really concerning sentence that he says. And he's like, yeah, I'll be fine. And then just walks off of like. Yeah. I feel like there should be more to it. Yes. I feel like there there should have been more of a diagnosis. But so the you can kind of tell from there on that the police police officer is going to be kind of looking out for Edward. So afterwards, um, this the other events happen. Edward is on the run. The police are looking for him, and the police is like, he's 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 in the car with his little spotlight, and he's driving very slowly, giving Edward time, I think, yeah. to run. And then when all of the the entire town kind of like chases him off to the the mansion at the end, the police officer goes up. And he's at the, like, gates of the mansion, and he just fires his gun in the air, and he's just like, go on, run. Right. So he, he's trying to, like, essentially tell the town, like, hey, it's over, it's done, you don't have to worry about him anymore. And then Kim did a similar thing as well when she found, like, um, an extra set of scissor hands, and is like, he's dead. He, like, they ended up killing each other because the wolf caved in. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And they were just trying to preserve him oh. in the end and so i like i i really appreciated the police officer for doing that like it was it was nice i feel like they could have developed his role a little bit more but i yeah. did i did like his, the role that he did play yes oh mm. it was nice it was nice and i don't remember literally very much of that movie at all i do wonder where he gets the ice to do the sculptures in the yeah end. i wondered that too like but I mean, really, if that's going to be your is biggest question. Is he placing orders, orders somewhere? That's your biggest question, though, from the movie. I mean. I mean, I had, <laughs> obviously, I had other questions, pressing questions, like, you know, where did all the food that Peg made him eat go? Right. You know, what's yeah. going to happen to that? Because obviously, when he's by himself, he doesn't really have to eat for anyone's benefit. No. Um, but the ice. That was the biggest. Does he and then does he only order it in the winter? Because obviously they're they're somewhere where like they don't really get snow. Yeah. In the winter, so he just orders it for the winter to make ice sculptures, and that's how they get snow and wherever the fuck they're from. Sure. But it's it's yeah. Those are the the I I had other ones, but those that's the biggest question that I have is like where the fuck does he get the ice? Does he order it himself? Maybe. How does he order it? I don't know. Does he use a phone? Maybe it was the cop. Maybe the cop knew. Maybe. All right. We'll use the cop angle. Yeah. That's really the only thing that I can think. Or Kim. Because she was doing like the holy dancing in the snow thing. I know, but she said she wouldn't, she didn't want him to remember her as an old lady. She wanted him to remember. Well, she doesn't have to hand deliver it. So she orders ice and just sends like it up there. there. And he's just supposed to be go, oh, okay, I make sculptures. Okay. Sure. Why not? I feel like that's a weird relationship to have. We gotta have some sort of relationship. You think that something like that just ends there? Mm-mm. If he is a creation, does he have sperm? I think we're uh, we're taking this a little far. <laughs> I'm, but see now I have more questions. The questions lead to more questions, guys. That's that's the thing. I need I need to know what's going on. Anyway, um, we'll wrap this up. <laughs> But if you have not watched Edward Scissorhands, you definitely should. It's 
very cute movie. Um, I don't know where I would rank it in Tim Burton's oeuvre. Um, Beetlejuice is still my favorite. Yeah. I'd say top three, top five. Yeah, I definitely, I mean, we're only going to go over five or six Burton movies, honestly, but, um, cause any, he has, he has more, but we're like for any little series that we do, whether it's Tim Burton or if it's going to be like Marvel or whatever, we're going to try to do not the entire thing unless no. you guys specifically want that, but we're going to try to do just like a shortened version I'm say of I would say they've done. ranks four. Yeah. For me personally, so I think like Beetlejuice, um, A Nightmare Before Christmas, Batman Returns, specifically Batman Returns. I know he did Batman as well, um, and then Edward Scissorhands. I don't know. I'm gonna have to look at some of his stuff over again. But that's fair. Like, we're gonna talk about Nightmare Before Christmas next, which I think we mentioned before. Tim Burton did not direct direct it. it. Nope. It's just his idea. And, and characters. And yeah, characters yeah. and stuff like that. But really, like, because he, he did the original. We'll get into it yeah. next time. But anyway. Watch next week. Um, Yeah. Next week's episode, Night Before Christmas. That's kind of like an iconic one for me. Like the tippity top, I think, of Tim Burton's movies for me. But, um, yeah. So, watch Edward Scissorhands. I believe you can really only... I had to rent it on Prime. I had to rent it um, through Comcast's On Demand. Uh, because if you Google where to stream it, it will say that it's on Disney Plus and it will lie to your face. Because it is not there. And I don't know if it's only available through like the weird bundle package that you can get with ESPN Plus. Uh. Because it says also on Google that ESPN Plus has it, which I don't know why the Fuck, that makes, that a makes sports no sense. network yeah. would have Edward Scissorhands or any non-sports-related movie whatsoever. But um, that's what the Google told me, and it lied. lied. It lied. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Their pants were on fire. Mm. So uh, rent it. It was like four bucks. On Amazon, it was three. It was like three ninety-nine. Yeah, the thing. So do yourself a favor. Watch it. It is cute. Uh, Johnny Depp in one of his, you know, after 21 Jump Street, it was just trying to break out of that, um, like, teenage. Teenage heartthrob kind yeah. of thing. So after that, he did, um, I think his first movie was A Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah. Which is, again, same like teenage heartthrob kind of thing. So that one, though, he gets regurgitated from a bed. It's a fun scene. Yes. He had a very small role in that. And it was not that small, no. No? No, he was a boyfriend of Nance. Like, what? All right, anyways. If you like our vibe, please like, like and subscribe. And uh, click the look. Wow, Jesus Christ. Look at the description box of this video, and you will see all of our other social medias. We have yes. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Yes. And we do TikTok videos before it gets banned. Hopefully it won't. Um, yeah. So we'll see you in our next ep- episode. I cannot talk. What is the problem? We're done. We'll see you. Okay, bye-bye. Bye.